Hello and welcome to the Dice Fiend story, The Weapon, a Moira adventure, in which a group of heroes journey across the blessed lands in the middle of the Tekpaji invasion. Hello everybody and welcome to the very special episode of Dice Fiends. Why is it special, you might ask? Because I am joined by only one person today, and not be, and you know, not as part of a larger campaign. No, we are playing the ascent of Mo Mount Moira Ashcan, and it's not going to be the exact story because this is very neat. But I have my own world. It's called Ain. You might remember it. You might not. Who knows? My name is Eric. I use the he, they pronouns, and I will be running the majority of the people because there's only one Chugglefuck with us today. Ain, would you like to introduce yourself? But of course, my name is Jeremy. I am the one Chucklefuck joining Eric today for this wondrous adventure. I use the he, they pronouns and am diving into completely new territory for myself in this world of gaming. For those not familiar, and I don't know how many people would be familiar, As in Mount Moya is not a fun adventure game. It's one about sacrifice and death and blood. And you need to roll a certain number of dice, but as you lose characters, the dice get bigger because they feed on your blood and sacrifice. So that's fun. We are going to open up Media Res, mid machine, as it were, in Media Res. You are driving through the wastes of a. across the Gizga Plains. As in your kind of beat up buggy. Would you like to describe it? It's a very weathered vehicle. Um, essentially, no more than. Your standard four wheels on a frame with what passes for an engine at the bare minimum. It has some sort of roof, and you are with in it with your two companions, the the dryad, songleaf, songleaf, greenbane. She is very thin, very wavy, and she's just like laying down in the back with a small potted plant that she's apparently bonded to. And next to you is a man with an orcish man with like big scraggly beard in a leather duster and pants and not much else called Thorn. And you are part of the, you three are couriers seven years ago. And was a peaceful planet on the verge of, like, a space age. But then the Tekfagia descended, and the burgeoning military diplomatic corps that protected it, the Extraplanar Coalition, fought valiantly, but ultimately was unsuccessful in preventing the invasion from taking place. It cut in off from all other worlds and civilizations, so they couldn't manage, the Tekfagia couldn't find more targets if this planet should fall. And for five years, the remaining governments and people of Ain desperately scrambled to organize, and only now have they formed a coherent, 
resistance to the invaders and started regaining ground through the use of weapons dredged up from ruins and spells of mass destruction. Like I said, you are a courier. Varying one such spell to the poor town of Telmund's Landing, so it can go off to be used in another part of the world. And you have the two other people accompanying you. You've spent about a week into your journey when the buggy y'all have been using starts to run out of power. You know how the old Xbox had those like green bars circling the power button? Mmm. Like when you turn it on, it. familiar with that. Yeah, so the last green the last green bar is blinking. And you know that you can eat you now have the choice of either taking this as far as it'll go and then going on foot, or taking a day detour to the south to try and find a new power source for your buggy since you're fairly certain that there was a town around this place. But that would you know that would get you more involved with any raiders or, like, Tecfagia people looking for survivors in the ruins. It got me this far. It could get me somewhere else. I'm going to make the call to a... make the trek on foot. Um, most because it's going to be easier to hide from such threats rather than uh, go back, risk finding the part and dragging whatever heavy machinery or obnoxious glowing object I need to plug in for a power cell. And if you ever want to ask either one of your companions for advice, they will talk with you, but they will ultimately respect your decision because they are here for you. All right. Okay. So as your compa- as your car slowly comes to a halt, I forgot the woman's name already. I think it was something Greenbane, Springleaf Greenbane. That sounds. I think so. All right. Well, I'm going to call her Rose, and I'm going to call the Orc Thorn, because hey, canon doesn't matter. Yep. You know, NPCs get renamed in a different yeah. draft, no? Yeah, 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 yeah. Alright. And both Rose and Thorn get out of the car with Rose being coming. Uh, I suppose sunlight would do me some good. That it would. That it would. You walk for about a day or so. It's fairly calm, this... The irony being before the before the invasion, it would probably be a lot more hazardous just to walk through the highlands or the highlands alone because you might come across all matter of beast. But now they're gone. There are a few scraggly creatures, but none of them are strong enough to offer resistance and too poisoned looking to think about killing for food. It's probably getting closer to the night of the second day. Night of the second day, you've been walking, and you spot a fire in the distance. What would you like to do? Um, I'm gonna, uh, stick to the shadows, and 
approach it cautiously and then judge what I would do next based on what I see. Approaching cautiously, you see a very simple camp. It looks like a solitary survivor, another traveler on this road. They have a decent number of supplies, but they are currently asleep. They seem to be huddled near the fire. You know that if you took those supplies, you would be faring a lot better chance. But taking things like that out here, even if you don't spill their blood, you're effectively killing them. Hmm. I'm not going to take their supplies, but I'm going to see if they have a... I'll rummage through looking for a map or a spyglass of sorts. And if they don't have that, I'll move along. Are you willing to get hurt if this goes badly? Potentially. Alright. Well, I'm going to have you roll the 3d4 as you go in to look, just to see if you can get through this without waking them up. It will be a 5 difficulty. Oh, okay. I just got a 10. Oh, yeah, yep, never mind. Total. <laughs> yeah. Both Rose and Thorn are look are on the lookout to make sure they don't stir. You see him, Thorn, drawing one of his blades, just in case the Traveler does. You do find a spyglass within his gear. Okay. And... You know, a spyglass, it's nice, but it's not an essential piece of survival gear where I don't feel too bad about taking that from him and from this individual. And so you pass on your way. It's about another stage earlier, so before you get to a field of tall grass stretching as far as I can see in either direction, and you know this as razor grass. Apparent, as part of their invasion, the Tekfaji would rain this gl- glistening oil from the sky, or they seeded it in the clouds so it would ra- ra- rain across the land. And this thing hmm. turns flesh to me- It has a nasty habit of turning organic material into metal. So these large swaths of razor grass now dot the lands that... And this grass threatens to slice all who pass through it, but your journey forces you to go through this field or waste precious time trying to circumvent it. Gonna take about 10 to 15 minutes just to survey the immediate area and then do some quick scans with the spyglass to see if I can see, notice, okay, there's lighter patches here and there to reduce the amount of time I'm spending cutting through the tall grass yeah you are able to logically there would be lighter patches of grass where even if it's just where people have tried to forge ahead before i will try to stick to their paths as best i can and make it through 
And do you want to take an injury to raise your dice, or do you want to just roll with a 3d4? Um... You know what? I will take an injury. Alright, so you're now rolling 3 Let's be fun and spicy. Hell yeah. Ooh, well, that's an amazing roll. Well, damn, I need to... Of 18. <laughs> okay, yeah, so you've doubled every DC I've said for you so far, you fucker. What the hell? What the hell? <laughs> So what part, what are you losing in this as you pass through? You you find this rough patches, and sometimes you even find yourself walking on the remains of bodies that have come, that have like fallen on the grass in such a way to pull patches, like half patches beneath it. I'm thinking over one such patch of where some unfortunate travelers have gone through. It's not the sight of them that gets me. It's just I misstep and go and go to catch myself and razor grasp between the fingers, like losing a digit with the worst paper cut style ever. Ooh, like a pinky comes off or part of your pinky comes off or. Or like the entirety of the pinky comes off. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Unfortunately, getting it down between. Rose bends down to pick up the pinky, but then looks at it and puts it down, not quite sure of what she'll do. Her magic has run out since then. She used to be something of a druid, but guess what? Nature's all fucky now. Mm-hmm. So she just... I give her that reassuring, appreciative look, but the head nod to we can just leave it be. All right. She frowns and you're able to guide your companion safely through the rest of the razor grass. And she will help you that night by spending time at the camp you made outside of the grass, like bandaging up your hand. That's still bleeding because it's razor grass. And Making sure you aren't terribly hurt after that. Much appreciated. Of course. Is there anything you want to talk about with either one of your companions during this small respite you have? Mm. <sighs> Wondering what their thoughts on the chances for the town once we get the spell to its location. Rose frowns. Uh, the town will more likely than not come under, come into technology attack no matter what. It's only a port, I suppose. It's only another facet of the journey. We're, maybe we're just handing off to other couriers. I don't know if this will get to its final destination, but... I suppose we can help if the town is in trouble once we get there. And Thorin will grumble something like, 
the town, yeah. It was small before. I think that's the only thing that's kept it alive since then. If they... If we encounter any scouts, any of those, the enemy scouts, we'll have to either kill them or make sure we're not seen because then we'd be leading them right to that place. There. It passes into a sunless day where the sky is illuminated a dull gray. And you're sure the sun does come up, but ash clouds blotted out. So you're getting diffused light, but no one's feeling good about it. No one's getting that sweet, sweet vitamin D. Mm. One of them days again. Rose nods sadly and tiredly. As you are... Going, you hear sounds of, like, you see about four figures shuffling about aimlessly. You hear sounds. They are sallow figures. Puffy flush with bits of metal sticking out of them and their eyes eyes sewn shut. You know these creatures as gnolls. You don't know if they were ever properly alive, but they are poor, unfortunate souls experimented. Or you've heard that they are poor, unfortunate souls experimented upon the Tekfaji and just let loose as a psychological tactic. But they're gray. They don't have any identifying marks other than their claws and bits of jack and metal that were implanted into them. You can just hear their characteristic (laughs) as they are shuffling about. If they get a sense of you, they will attack. Hmm. And you said there were four of them, correct? Four of them, yep. Uh... They do have the numbers advantage. But they haven't noticed us yet. I take a glance at my companions and to judge their what have they got on them that they could defend themselves with. Rose has a, Rose has a spear and dagger that she had that she carries with her. She, like, before she was never, she was a druid, so she wasn't one for technology. Thorn has a half-empty blaster, like, about five shots left. And he okay. doesn't have another power cell. Plus his fists and whatever blood magic he could rot. I'm thinking stealth is going to be our better way through this. And... If it comes to it, We'll defend ourselves, but let's hope not. All right, so you have three, two companions, so you're three travelers. Mm-hmm. So that'll be a total, that'll be a DC 13 to get past these people with. Out any... Okay, and that's still with the that's 3D6? 
Your D6 went away. It goes away after each challenge. If, unless someone uh, dies and then it's permanent. Uh, uh. And you know if you fail, you'll probably get hurt, but one of your companions will die, but you will get a permanent boost to your remaining dice. Okay. You said DC 13, correct? DC 13. Alright, so I don't have any bonuses, it's just the flat 3d4. Correct? Yes, you can you can sacrifice established parts of your memory to gain a plus one to the roll for each piece of memory. Hmm. So, like, if you wanted to set you... So far you have your... Where you're from, what's your wish. That stuff you sent me? Mm-hmm. If you wanted to sacrifice things like that, you'd get plus one for each thing you sacrificed. Okay. You know, after this is all over, I don't want to remember where I'm from. This has been a terrible place. All right, so 3d4 plus one. You're going to hate Lav. Yes. Because it's 12 plus 1. Well, goddamn. Oh, th- oh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking goddamn it, laugh. I love you, laugh. You are wonderful <laughs> if you're listening. God damn it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, fu- just rip up my notes. All this fucking pain and sacrifice. No. This is the Jeremy Fun Friends Hour. <laughs> That's okay. Karma's about to hit soon. It's not these little flesh monsters that are going to get me. No, it's going to be something even worse. <laughs> oh. Random group of hell wasps. Who knows? Oh, God. That was. <laughs> I still love that so much. You are able to sneak around these things. They're blind. They are said to have pretty good other senses, but you've managed to make your way through the danger. Both of your companions are alive, and you are too, along with you, even if you are missing a finger. But you've lost a little piece of who you are in the process. Who knows how that happened? Don't worry about it. It's fine. The dice inform the narrative, not the narrative inform the dice. In America. Uh, yeah. You're walking for a while more, and I'm going to say I'll have a communication device on you. That seems logical, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, your beacon, your communication device starts buzzing. About a day north, there's a distress beacon going off. A town is under attack. You could either keep going the way you're going, or you could try and go north and help people. You know what? A town's an easy spot to resupply. Alright. Yeah. Yeah. Worst case scenario, we... Don't make it in time and rubbish supplies that way. Best case scenario, we go and we help and we get rewarded for our efforts. 
Yeah, I was going to say, and you know that there weren't any towns here pre-invasion, so what other, whatever it is, it won't be like a huge like city, or it would be like a small, kind of one of those small frontier towns that would pop up in a matter of, in like a year or two, as people filtered in. All right. You're banking it in, and you see that they're fighting back. It looks like with your spot with the spyglass you pilfered, haha. You're able to see that the towns are small. Is a disparate collection of people who had who had been part of a coalition coalition or fought in wars before, and civilians, they're fighting back against... They're fighting back against Tegophagia. You know, the, you know the green armor their foot soldiers wear. It's about a force of 15. You wouldn't have to kill all of them, but if you you know that if you don't intervene, the Tegophagia will probably kill everyone else, finish up, and then go on their way, since they do not see you yet. So you're not too late? But if you wanted to be too late, you could be. Huh. And you know that Rose would advocate for helping the town while Thorn is like, they're not any of our business. We don't know them. We don't have to know them. Agreed on that front. But we could use another gun. <sighs> Softies. And he cocks his gun ready to follow you into battle. And, uh, yeah. Go in for the flank and, uh... Alright. Make our moves. Going in, and what kind of weapon would you like to have? I know you did specify, but you can have you can have pretty much anything you want as long as you're like, I have a nuke gun. It kills everything. <laughs> I'm not thinking that far. In the world of ridiculousness, now I'm thinking more of a modified crossbow with um, stun bolts. All right. Ranged penetrating taser. I'm going to say it's the same DC as before 13, duh. Well, there's the karma. I got a five. <laughs> All right. Go in. Start stunning people. You pierce, you pierce through their armor, and it's touch and go. You get injured, but you, looking back, you see Thorn ran out of shots on his blaster, only five in, and he. You see him with like a long and bloodied arm. Apparently, he had been he's been pulling from his own arm to use blood magic to kill who he could. It's the it's one of the few kinds of magic to still work, if not the only kind. You, I don't think you were ever a magic user, were you? No, not really. When you go to look for Rose, she got killed during the fighting. Just run through with a wicked-looking blade and left to die as the Tekvaji raider who had been attacking her was killed by one of the town's defenders. So, you're now up to 2d6, hmm. permanently. Okay. 
and her little potted plant is like laying sideways on the ground. Not smashed, but not great. Just knocked over. Yeah. Knocked over. Dropped. Luckily, the pot was big enough. Or strong enough to not just shatter when it was dropped. So I'm going to uh, gather up what I can. Right. I'm going to bring my uh, fallen comrade's spear with me. And tell the folks that were alive that, you know, I'm going to be deceitful about it. But we passed another patrol while back. Um, you've got more incoming, and it's going to be worse than it was now. Get out of here and find safety. All right. I think that's going to be a standard. That's going to be about eight difficulty. Okay. I've got a nine. All right. Yeah. The townspeople nod, and they're like, thank, thank you for your help. Uh, can we supply you with anything? We don't have much left. Uh, whatever you can afford to spare. He needs ammo, and don't want to take too much from y'all, but uh, all I'm going to ask is you take this with you somewhere that's not here, and I push the potted plant onto them. Of course, of course. I'm sorry about your friend. Uh, yeah, here's... We have some energy... Here, he hands over two energy cells that... Thorn will happily take. And some medical supplies and a bit of food. Thank you for your help. Uh, I hope we see you once... When... If this ends... Mm-hmm. Likewise. Alright. With that awkwarding, awkwardness, the town will pack up what they can, leave what they can't, and head off in a northerly direction. Probably trying to go to the strait and cross over to Saharas. Or whatever it's called. Prail. Trying to cross over to the Prim, which it's kind of yeah, which is like an upper continent, the upper continent to this big mega continent stuff. Uh, brain just shut down. I'll stop talking to some clever, and y'all keep going towards the port town. <laughs> okay, as you are going along, the st- sky gets dark and stormy. It s- starts raining, and you go through it. And you're walking through the cold and biting rain for a bit. Probably have some rudimentary form of umbrella or cover. But Thorn will grab you by the wrist and try a bit as you pass. Thorn will grab you by the wrist as you pass by an abandoned like gas station and tell you, tell you to come inside. He points up and he's like, look up there. Looks like it's turning into razor hail. Ugh. Yep. Another product of the invasion. Hail that 
falls from the sky like blades, threatening to slice through people. Much like the grass, but... Some more... Like, much more... Psychotic? Malicious? Because it can appear from... It's a weather phenomenon instead of just a stationary hazard. Mm-hmm. And, true to the word, the hail... Hailed razor hail does start falling from the sky. You hear against the reinforced roof of the gas station, and it keeps going. It's been about two days since the hail began, and there are small pockets of time when it stops, but then it keeps going again and. You need to keep going, but it's yeah. not going to be safe. Alright, um, so we're at a gas station. We are. Is there a garage attached to this thing? There is. Alright, this is going to be a bit awkward. But is there a vehicle inside the garage? I am going to... Make... Or are you going to have me roll for uh, salvage supplies or something? I'm going to have you roll, and it will both be to salvage supplies, but also to... It's like kind of like a luck roll to determine if you can find a vehicle okay. you're able to get working. Oh, I wasn't thinking getting working. Oh, well, if you're able to find a vehicle you can use for your purposes. Okay. So that'll be about an 8 for 2d6. That's a 10. All right. You're able to find uh, what looks like it used to be a nice car. Maybe like a family sedan that was parked here when and had to be left in a hurry. Mm. Well, I don't want to take this whole thing because I'm just going to do it in a rush. Uh, Actually, it starts, it starts. Alright, I'm going to see if it starts up, and if not, I'm going to go with my backup plan. You got the you got the 10, so as you get in, you find a way to hardwire it, you hear... Okay. So it's going to be loud and it's going to attract attention, but it's going to get us along faster. Uh, basically, you're going to look at Thor and go, let's take this as far as we can take this, and if this hail doesn't let up, then we cut the roof off and use that as a harder umbrella so we don't get torn to shreds. It'll be nice to sit down again. He says, clapping you on the shoulder. He gets in the... He's actually going to get in the back seat. Just farther away from windows. Understood! All right. And I'm going to uh, open up the garage and then back us on out and hit the road. The car is loud, but at least in the hail, the noise of the hail hitting its roof drowns it out for, at least for you, like... Okay. Yeah, like heavy rain on a very flimsy roof, that kind of... Like, 
hail on the aluminum tin roofs. Yes. Almost. Perfect. Yeah. Like hail on a metal roof. Mm-hmm. Almost. <laughs> Fucked up. Since you did go a bit north, it's not the qu- quite the thing you're expecting, but you come a- you come across a large gouge in the ground. A-, a canyon of sorts. You don't know how recent it was. Maybe you've never been to this part, or... But... For about a day's worth of travel, there's just a large canyon, like, separating you from your continued path. You do notice that there is a constructed ramp over it, so you could theoretically jump it in your car. Or if you wanted to go a day to the south and spend that extra time, you would be able to just drive there in your car. Uh... If I've got the fuel, I'll take the safer route. Are you sure? Uh, you don't want to just crash into the side of the canyon wall? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not going to try to evil Knievel this. <laughs> All right, coward. I mean, okay. <laughs> I'm not a coward. I already got one NPC killed. <laughs> <laughs> you sure did, buddy. You sure did. All right. Ah, uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. What would be the next obstacle in your journey? You are nearing the end of your journey, but you see some. What looks like some humans. In the, not humans, but you know, humanoids. They are bearing the insignias of the old old world militaries. Like you see someone from the Elvish Empire Elvish Empire, you see some dwarves. You see a human big beard. And he like walks up to assuming you're not just like going full speed through them. As you approach in your car, he is going to walk up to the front and pat it down. And just like that's a signal for you to stop. Okay. All of them have their weapons drawn. They do not look friendly. Uh, I'm gonna keep uh, my crossbow in hand and pointed towards uh, the guy who's flagging me down and. Tell Thorn to keep alert as I just uh, put the brakes on, but I'm not putting it in park. All right. And you hear him cocking his blaster. In the back. And the man comes up. Well, haven't seen one of these in a hot minute. You must be very well off, mustn't you? No, I'm just a courier scavenging to get by. Ah. Anything useful? You know, this is a toll road. <laughs> There's not a road. <laughs> uh, the only thing useful is there's a town a day back that way that's uh, completely wiped out, but still got plenty of supplies. Do you... All right. And you're trying to deceive them into letting 
be like, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm not really deceiving them. I'm just giving them a bad judge of time. <laughs> Fair enough. But you also know they took all the supplies they could. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say that's a DC 9 with your 2D6. All right. And that's a meter beat DC, correct? Yep. Okay. Well, I've got a five and a four, so. All right, yeah, just barely. <laughs> yeah. He will. This man, and like, I did describe him before. He's human. He has this big, bushy beard. Go, like, brown out on the edge. Brown at like an inch or two away from his face, but then go like white the closer it gets. He has one of his eyes just replaced by cybernetics. It's not like the Tech Fadia cybernetics, but you know, something someone would get for an injury. Mm-hmm. He nears and you can almost feel his eyes studying you, looking for like micro expressions. You hear you can feel like Thorn beginning to grip his blaster tighter and like looking around. You see, hear him shifting around in his seats. Your palms are sweaty, but then he's like, sure thing. Thanks, partner. And he gives you a big old slap on the shoulder. And he goes, boys, there's a town. There's a town that way. Looks like we got some feasting supplies for us waiting. And with a grumble, the raiders pass on by you. (sighs) All right. And I uh, let off the gas and slowly roll forward. And as soon as the last of them is uh, past the car, I put it up to speed. (laughs) and Just go. And as you're driving, Thorn just leans back. It's like, that was a remarkable amount of restraint. Yeah. There's two of us in a box, and a lot of them. Doesn't mean I wouldn't. One of us to get. Yeah. Not doubting how well you'd do. And how squishy I am. Killing some bastards like that would have been a good trade for my life. Traitors. As you get near to the town, your car starts to run out of fuel, or rather, your car's not running out of fuel, but if you're scouting out, you can see Tecfagia patrols in the distance. Hmm. It's gonna be easier to sneak by them without the car. And, uh, yeah, so I'll abandon the vehicle and use my ill-gotten spyglass to try to, uh, map out their patrol pattern. All right. Roll that, roll that sweet, sweet 2d6. Looking for a 10. Well, that's what I was looking for. That is not what I got. All right. I got a three. 
Ah, well, you attract their attention. Damn! So it's not as much as you... It's not going to be a straight failure, but you're going to... And the patrol is just like four, four scouts, four of their light soldiers on a skiff. The real danger of the patrol is if any of them find a settlement, they'll be able to radio back. So you can either try to throw them off or fight through them. Uh, if they're on a skiff, that means crash and burn. Uh, I'm going to take a risk and try to knock out whoever's steering and cause it to crash, taking them out. I'm going to say that's a hard check, so that will be a 12. All right, let's roll this beautiful bean footage. Fuck. Fermitical, did you get a two? I, I did! <laughs> Thank you, Laugh, for apparently reversing your blessings. Swap these 2d6 out for the other 2d6, or potentially a 1d8 after. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, so tell me how you're trying to take this guy out. Oh, yeah, you have your stun bolt. Uh, so I go and I. You know, try to level up the shot to get the get him in whatever passes for you know the soft bit of the neck right under the chin, and you know I I'm believing I'm aiming correctly. I just didn't have the bolt seated right. You managed to hit him, and it strikes him. He start he loses some control, but it doesn't crash. It's more stable as the skiff. And the Tech Badger Scouts, they see you and they start firing you. There's a heavy cannon, and would you like to lose a piece of your body just as that, or just as flavor, or what's up? Uh, you know, heavy cannons hit hard, and you know, I'm already down a finger on a one hand and you know the other one just might be gone from the elbow down trying to get out of the way of that fire <laughs> all right so yeah you lose you lose a hand down from your elbow you lose your arm elbow your left arm elbow down and you're pin, you both are pinned down as the remain like the three mobile scouts advance on you and Dorn is just going to look at you. Luckily, your arm cauterized itself because, like, plasma. Plasma weaponry. Mm. So, you know, bright side. That's me, Mr. Brightside. Dorn puts his hand on your shoulder and like, Max. I never really liked you, but I guess this is how it's going. Get that scroll to them safely, okay? 
Okay. All right. He. All right. He will pop out from behind cover with his blaster. You hear the. His. And he starts firing it until it glakes. Most of his shots are just to keep them from focusing all on him immediately. Less to hit them, more, you know, more to scatter them and less to hit them at first. But he manages to take two out. And as he's getting hit by their repeating, their energy rifles, he uses the rest of his life force and his blood magic to just cause their blood to crystallize and erupt out of them from every conceivable point. Ooh. So you have a D8 now. <laughs> D8, I'm down an arm, down both companions. I know it's a mess, but they're troopers. I could pull a fallout and uh, take their outfits to disguise myself, in theory, right? You could, but also this close to the town, if they see a lone trooper that's good enough to do full Tekfadia forces, they're probably going to open fire on you without asking questions. That's fair. And since you didn't see any of them report in, so any Tekfagia craft that is in the area won't be on alert like it would be if they're like, hey, we found a town or we found more survivors. Okay. Because they were like, oh, two people. We'll just clean this up and put it in our after action report. Yep. And this is not the town I had to drop the thing off to, correct? Oh no, the t- this you are approaching the town you had to drop it off to. Okay. Yeah. Um You know what? I'm going to try to weekend at Bernie's this if they're not on high alert and the skiff is still there. If I've got the downtime, I'm just going to get them back on the skiff, make it look like they're just sitting there and And are you going to be piloting the skiff? That's the plan. As you're getting close to the town, you're piloting the skiff. I'm going to have actually have you roll... Huh. I'm going to have you roll the D8. And the final DC is 6. So, you have a D8. You can lose parts if you want to boost that. You know... I don't remember why I'm doing that. I remember why I'm doing the job. I don't remember why I want to do the job and get it all done with. Uh, so I'm going gonna... to forget my dream. You're just going to keep going after this. No time to retire. Yep. I'm a year out from retirement, and you know that ain't going to happen. <laughs> I am glad. So glad. I am forgetting something for a plus one. <laughs> you got a five plus one, didn't you? Yes, yes, I did. Dope. Because, you know, just above table, you if you hadn't forgotten something, you wouldn't have been making it to retirement otherwise. As you're looking, 
out a sniper round just ping, pings against the hole of your skiff, like barely missing your head. Maybe ah. you Yeah, as and you can assume that the your weekend of Bernie's strategy worked, and someone from the town saw Tekfagia scout skiff approaching it. So yeah, you are able to stop it and like before they're able to try and take your head off again. Um Unless you want to die. That is valid too. I don't Well We need to add some consonants at the end of that. Because I'm not thinking of you die, to... I'm thinking of dive. Okay. As, you know, they shot, they hit the thing. Oh no, the skiff goes left and I fall right. Alright, yeah. If you want to... That way, to... if there's Tekfagia who happens to see this happen, somebody shot down a skiff. And hopefully eyes aren't on me for that. Alright, yeah. And worst case scenario, I jump off and the thing lands on me. <laughs> yeah, go for it, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yes! I rolled an 8. I don't know what my DC was. <laughs> I was going to say it was 6 again, but yeah. <laughs> You're able to do it. The skiff like... <laughs> crashes into the ground, and you... You're all bumped and bruised up. You have one arm, basically. Mm-hmm. Thank God you didn't have that potted plant with you still, because that would be gone. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, as you get up, you see people running out. It's like, you crazy bastard, what are you doing? And I'm just going to drop credentials of, I'm here, I've got a thing, I needed to take this person now. And I take the helmet off to show that I'm not Tekfagia. Oh, you were wearing the helmet too, okay. Yeah, yeah, full, you know... Oh, yeah. uniforms. So I guess in that case, they're go- you're going to see people approaching with guns ready to take a shot, but then you, like, start shouting credentials. Yeah. Pick up Rose's spear and just... Let's go. <laughs> All right. You can spear one-armed. Not so, re- <laughs> not so much crossbow with one arm, but you can spear with one arm. Valid and pog and cool. Yeah. So you go with them into the town, and you are able to deliver the scroll. And this is where we are stopping for the bees. You have completed your mission, but you did lose your dream. So the mayor will be like, the man in charge of the town will be like, you did a good job getting it through this, if you came from where you said you did. Don't know what I'm going to do next. We can always use more people like you to help on its journey. I don't see why not. I got it this far. Alright. You're shipping out tomorrow. Cool. I need a nap. Parts of me are falling down the sink. I didn't dream I'm tired and depressed, that's all. But don't worry yourself. Again, Max was played by Jeremy.
Tonight. And editing and producing was done by Eric, who is me. The tracks used in this episode are Enemy Spotted by Jess, who you can find on Twitter at OneShotMiniBoss, and Tired and Depressed by Hank. And that is licensed under the Attribution 3.0 Unported License. Thank you to Ray Calidus for making our you can find her over at Keyler Graffiti Inc. or KeylerGraffitiInc.com. If you like the show, please hop on over to Spotify or iTunes and leave us a five-star rating. Let your friends know, and maybe interact with us on either our Discord or Twitter at DiceFeeds. Yeah. And until next time. There's a lot of bad news going around, and a lot of cruel people hurting those beneath them. Don't give up, don't give in, and don't lose your humanity in the storm. I know it's hard, but if we take care of each other, this will pass, and we can hopefully build a better world on the other side. Goodbye.